Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. Love changes everything. That's Climby Fisher here on the bright side. A very good morning to you. And you know what also changes everything? Digital devices. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't what even would get my life be before that? <laughs> yes. And the lives of our children. <laughs> Which is it what today's bright side chat is about with our studio guest for today. Yes, we do have uh, Associate Professor Dr. Jiao He Ji. He has given me permission to call him Prof Ji, thankfully. Yes. Uh, the Program Leader for the Digital Communications and Integrated Media Degree Program at SIT, Singapore Institute of Technology. Uh, Prof Ji is also a member of the Media Liter- Literary Council. Ooh, and also joining us in the studio is Miss Adeline Tay, a Year 2 student in the Digital Communications and Integrated Media Degree Program at SIT. And uh, you even have early childhood teaching experience. Now, you're also here because you're the uh, co-author on this paper about uh, digital devices and the usage for preschoolers, which both of you have done. That's a really, really interesting topic. I would think that's a potential hot topic here. Oh, massive. Uh, Guys, really good to have you here with us because um, there's a lot that we want to ask you about, Yes. um, especially because we are parents, um, Alavi and I, and you know, there's a lot of dependency on these digital devices these days and we often see parents using them to entertain kids as a, as a form of uh, help um, and so <laughs> babysitting or yeah, something babysitting like, yeah. yep uh, you know from a very young age and then of course concerns start to develop but are these digital devices are they nurturing or hindering mm. I think largely um, these these are what uh, we call as tools right mm-hmm. so you can use tools for uh, Positive usage, you can use tools for negative usage and things like that. Sure. Most of the parents that um, we deal with or I deal with in some of my talks and all that, um, they largely are more functional in their approach. What I mean by functional, yeah. Yeah. for example, you know, uh, oh, when it comes to studies, uh, wow, no time limit, go ahead, use it, <laughs> research, whatever, and things like that. Oh, yeah. but when it comes to recreation, like playing video games yeah. or watching YouTube, oh, 30 minutes or one hour. Correct. Things like that. Okay. So it's largely dependent on where parents' value uh, lies. Ah. So most of the time that I interact with parents and my work with parents, you realize that they are largely functional. Yes. Okay. So that's why, in a sense, uh, it can be also nurturing, it can be hindering. Ah, in, it can go in, in both ways. Yeah. So, so it, it cuts both ways. So you're yeah. saying that it really depends on what it is used for and how long it is used for? Correct. What ah. it is what is it used for? Uh, how long is it used for? the purpose and all that and obviously you know uh, there are some physiological issues that you have to take note of okay so for example um you know recently in the in our covid situation we realized that uh there are a lot of newspaper articles coming out about you know you should take care of your eyesight you know you should spend max 20 minutes looking at screens and things like that so these are what we term as physiological uh, Ah. issues associated with uh, device use and actually what I found was actually most parents yeah. know about this okay. so they manage based on their you know what they value yeah. the usage for etc plus all the physiological right. concerns associated with this use hey, that one is easy is you it? know after you have 20 minutes of screen time right you just move the iPad further <laughs> they will just ah, then the eye is exercising <laughs> so no does it count uh, no, but you so strap that. your child to the chair okay <laughs> yes if not it won't work 
you know. <laughs> so the recommendation is actually 20 minutes that after that you rest for a while. For how long though? For about say 20 seconds and all that. Oh, after that, ah. oh that's it. Yeah. Oh, 20 okay. seconds, really? Uh, hey, that's very doable though. Yeah, yeah. that's a little too uh, doable for me. I oh, think oh. that's like... I think this applies. I yeah. think this also applies to us adults, lah. You know, we use our yeah. devices quite a bit as well. Yeah, true. Adeline, to add on any of that, based on what your results from the study have concluded, yeah. we can share some examples. So, um, we actually found that a mother discovered that her four-year-old son liked to take photos using her iPhone, right? Because oh. he liked to view the world through its lenses and oh. everything. That is nice. Yeah. So the mom saw that, and she he, she bought him a toy camera. Yeah, so when the son actually fidgets with the toy camera, it fosters his fine motor skills and True. it also piques his curiosity about the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great example that you bring up. Yeah, this is interesting because um, I have, because of the, the hours that I keep on the show, right. um, I tend to get up very early. Um, I have uh, busted my seven now seven-year-old. He makes his little uh, documentaries, he calls them, and oh. he films himself and he's kind of narrating here's my day and this is what I'm doing and then he makes his little episodes that's kind of cool and, and you found it favourable right that's I have to say I actually was like kind of impressed I was very impressed actually okay yeah. yeah so that's an example of you know when you ask whether it's nurturing or hindering so ah. it largely also depends so in your case you found that you want to groom your child in let's say documentary production and things like yeah. that that's yeah it stems though from his I feel and I, I, we will definitely talk about this like almost an addiction to being with the screen so because it was locked the only thing he could access was, was, a, was a camera and the video so I, I want to come back to this but secretly I was kind of pleased that he was doing this hey two things one he probably did really great videos that's why you were pleased uh, he's a born two. entertainer like his uh, father oh there you go and two yeah. oh. hey influencers <laughs> can earn a lot of money so you might be onto something am I going to force him into being a YouTuber could this Ooh. be early retirement for Shazad yes I don't know <laughs> We have a message here from Eileen, if okay. I can just read that out yes. quickly. Um, she says uh, her daughter's four years old and I'm still in control of her social media. She's got social media. Um, <laughs> we only let her watch TV programs. Uh, we don't let her use uh, the handphone by herself. Most of the time, we share with her only. Any any thoughts on that? I mean, On I that mean, practice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I get, I'm guessing she, when she means social media, as in to, for her to go on social media rather than have an account. But... Yeah, I mean, in our study, we we have uh, parents who actually, oh. um, yeah, um, social media. I mean, I think th in our case, that particular parent created or helped the child with the social media account. So right. I think it was the parent's wow. social media account. It was highly supervised. Okay. Ah. And yeah, so what, what was it? Uh, because the daughter was a dancer. Yeah, ah. so she, she wanted to document her dancing journey and I she see, wanted to like le learn new dance moves Got as well. It. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Like in the post uploaded, right? She'll try to like uh, attract sponsors. Yeah. Ah. Okay. okay. So, okay. so the, the parent kind of like um, monitored the usage help yeah, with course. the setup okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. And also to protect the child, yeah, you know, from anyone sure. who tries to message sure. her or anything like that. Okay, right? that's a different... Yeah, okay, I understand now. That's a different sort of... Uh, uh, a usage of the device yeah, 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 uh, yeah. there is a means to an end kind of thing okay 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 mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. uh, quick other one from Su Cheng uh, his solution to the problem is keep the charger keep the charger <laughs> <laughs> it was it's, it's very interesting because in one of my talks when I give to parents and all that yeah. and then in this group of parents one of one of them say oh you know it's very easy for me to manage my child's uh, uh, screen time I only pass the device when it's 5% <laughs> right, battery right. and things 5%? like that. 5%? <laughs> so that's painful, man. Uh -huh. yeah, that's 
That, that's, yeah. that, that's the last line. Very soon, that child is going to realize, you mean that percentage can be higher yeah, from yeah, the yeah. battery? But it'll be a whole, a whole new world. Imagine the happiness when you find out, actually, there's 95% more of this. Will they discover <laughs> the charger does that? <laughs> wow, joy, man. Hey, yeah. actually, that's a really interesting tip. The charger thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I might actually use that. Really. So in, in that group... In that group of parents, yeah. another parent raised that, well, if you actually want to train the child in self-control, self-regulation mm-hmm. skills, then mm-hmm. uh, that 5% method <laughs> may not work permanently, yeah. right? Uh. You, want, you want to groom the child to be able to uh, learn to practice self-control yeah. and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Kids and self-control, my goodness. If we can unlock that. Yeah. I mean, what do you have to share about that based on what you've encountered? Is it this, uh, the idea of being better able to self-control come with age? Or there are things, techniques that we can teach to our kids or do with our kids? I think it's a learning process. So mm-hmm. one of the what we call learning domains that we look at yeah. is uh, social-emotional development. And that also involves in a, an element of self-control. Right. So that has to be groomed uh, from a young age. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, when I started out, I do use some of those apps yes. uh, or the inbuilt operating system on the phone to yep. kind of manage time uh-huh. for okay. my kids' use and stuff like that. How but old are after your kids? A while, oh, how old are my kids? Uh? Oh, they range from 12 to 19. Oh, so ah. I have four kids. Okay. So they're all good with it? Good yeah, self-control? All good. It all started out with a uh, certain measure of control ah. and then sl- slowly you release it and stuff like that. So you did it, you used the apps function to do it? I used the, o- yeah, the OS and the app function okay. to do it. Fair enough. So it was a set limited time. See, I'm trying to get tips because I know I will need this. <laughs> yeah, so I, I set certain time limits and all that. Ah. And then once they have proof, proven themselves responsible in the usage and all that, I kind of let it off and then most of my kids now are, uh, are free in the sense they are not under any time restriction and stuff like that. Yeah. Adeline, you, you've been involved in early childhood education. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a fine line, isn't there, with, with preschool mm-hmm. about how much, within the school confines, mm-hmm. I mean, how much device time that the kids should have, right? Um, actually, we don't let the children touch the screens at all. Oh, Sometimes, in my case, when I teach lessons, okay. I will use the iPad mini to play music in the background. background. Okay, so only you would have it, not uh, the kids. Yes, okay, but I understand. I, I wouldn't let the children touch or look at the screen. Right. Yeah. Ah, so that is your stand. You feel that it's better for them to be present yes. and you try not to involve like the devices in their interactions yes. or even in the, the development. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, music is a great thing because music itself is a powerful like, you know, learning, teaching tool and developmental tool as well. But yeah, you can use the device in a way that is positive as well. Okay, play the music. <laughs> I'll turn I'm sorry, no, no, the screen broken. But the, <laughs> but the, but the sound, okay. You know? <laughs> so, what tips do you have uh, for us to, you know, that can harness digital devices for kids' development? What other tips are there? I think for when, when you're talking uh, related to our study, you're talking about the four to six year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, parents really need to gatekeep and gatekeep properly. So, intentional use and all that. So. What I mean by intentional use is parents have to be present because it's not just letting them watch but also monitoring their watching yeah. and all that. Right. And also, one of the things is you you may be able to seize the opportunity and turn it into a learning uh, activity. Right. So, ah. for example, oh, you saw this and we had one incident where a child learned about, say, volcanoes, paleontology okay. and all that and parents can kind of like supplement that uh, with uh, 
uh, whatever the children have sure. watched. Ah. Yeah, so that's one area. The other thing, and interestingly, in our study, we discovered is the larger family family ecosystem, <laughs> right? The siblings and the grandparents also have yeah. effect on the the way the parents manage it. Oh, what do you yeah. mean by that? Share with uh, us. Ellen, yeah. you want to share something? Um, so, they are like, it can go both ways. Okay. Can, the siblings can either help or hinder. So, in the example where the siblings help, it's like parents ask the older siblings to keep an eye on the younger uh. siblings' digital device usage. Oh. Sure. So, for example, there was this mother that allowed her son to communicate with like acquaintances ah. through the chat function in Roblox. Yeah. Okay. So she'll task the older brothers to like add these users that he knows for him. Or like vet through. Yeah, vet ah, through the users. Okay. Yeah. But oh, that's good. You can go the other way as well. Because oh, yes. siblings oh, yeah. can also hinder oh, yes. <laughs> children. Uh, yeah. can hinder parents' gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah, like it's never my turn to play. Yeah. yeah. My uh, I've or seen the elder one the other one, oh yeah, I'll keep an eye, and then he grabs it and then I was just showing him what to do <laughs> and then he ends up playing it. <laughs> yeah. Who knew that the word Addiction is actually a bit of a loaded word in academia when it comes yeah. to digital usage, or actually many things, I guess. Could you reiterate the points that you shared with us on Facebook Live about this? Yeah, so um, what we look at is damage to occupational functioning. So whether some will use it as addiction, some mm -hmm. will use it as problematic usage, mm -hmm. pathological usage. So as a child, okay, yeah. so uh, you typically have two main occupational functioning. That means you need to function well in the social mm -hmm. side. You need to function well in academics. Okay. So some of the questions, yeah. so for example, I, I use a, say, problematic video gaming skill. Some of the questions I ask yeah. would be things like, um, as a result of video gaming, have your grades suffered? Or have uh, as a result uh, of video gaming, has your, I don't know, um, do you feel like you you don't like to study and things like that. Okay. <coughs> As a result of video gaming, this is a very interesting one. Have you um, taken money from your parents without permission <gasps> to sustain? Oh. Or as a result of video gaming, have you, you know, uh, neglected social time with your family and things like that? Right. So these are the items that typically we use to measure whether it is damaging the functioning of the child. But I think that's really great. The way that you've kind of like clarified the whole thing also helps parents to narrow in on the possible problems they're facing because yeah. of, you know, over gaming. Yeah. yeah. So these are some things that parents can watch out for, whether as a result of video mm -hmm. gaming, certain things were compromised and all that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, before we, we go, I mean, uh, Adeline, is there any uh, final thoughts, conclusions from this study uh, that you'd like to, to, to bring into this uh, and mention? Yes, um, I think parents should employ devices as educational assistants okay. and not educational substitutes. Oh. So they must still be involved in the yes. child's development. That's it's what you mean. Ah. Yeah. But you know, when I supervise my kids, right, and I use it with them, I end up doing the thing because they, you know, like my five-year-old takes too long to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bad. I'll be like, never mind, I help you. So it's a test for you. La. Yeah. So my child is like, hey, man, I actually know the answer. I want to learn, right? Yeah. I'm involved. Very involved. That's good. Any so, other? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Go on. Yeah. Sorry. You were saying any other, any other thoughts on, on this? I think Prof G can continue. <laughs> yeah, I think largely um, in all my talks, I tell the parent to journey with the child um, mm. in the digital device usage. I, I have an interesting story to share about video games. Mm. I have a parent who allowed the child to play a particular video game at the initial stage because he looked, oh yeah, very interesting. You know, you just go in, buy a hat, choose which hat to use and that kind of thing. Okay. But lo and behold, as a child, 
so the parent only watch at the front part. Uh-oh. But as the game develops, I think you know. So uh. as the game develops, you level up, right? You yeah. open up levels, okay? okay. And then if he was surprised at a certain level. Uh-uh. The child, which is a primary school kid, was actually talking to strangers, <gasps> and strangers was asking the girl. Um, hey, can you? Um, do you want to take drugs? Do you want to uh, go to a hotel and things like that? Oh my so goodness! Parents have to journey with the child, not yeah. just you know right. look at the game at the first instance and say, and oh, I think it's fine. Yeah, and I think then, it's fine. But uh, games have you know in you never know in, how it goes. levels up and yes. things like that. Yeah, okay. That's so really journey scary. with the child. This is a very, I, I, I'm not sure people necessarily think about that. They think, oh, well, it'll be just that one level. I don't know that much about gaming, but I kind of knew where this was headed. And so maybe it's something that we should be a bit yeah. more uh, aware about. Yeah, okay. That's it. No iPad. I'm hiding <laughs> the charger. Other extreme I'm just going to let it die <laughs> and right. then, like, yeah, bury it. But thank you so much to Prof G as well as Adeline coming here today, taking on this huge topic and yeah. sharing with us. I think our listeners have learned so much. Is there any way that we can follow with your studies? Maybe uh, mm-hmm. if we wanted to get in touch with you, any websites, social media to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have um, soon, uh, we're hoping to publish our study. Ooh. So um, oh, once that is up, um, it'll probably be on some website somewhere. But at this point in time, we don't know yet. Ah, yeah. okay. So I guess the best way to meet Prof G is on that game that he plays and then be part of his <laughs> wait, wait, I stopped reading. Oh, you stopped reading? I really use it for research. He, he had to go change diapers <laughs> and stuff. Remember? He, he's done. He's done. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Well, continue the good work. And uh, yeah, maybe we have, we'll have you back in the studio to share more from your findings. Thank you so guys, much. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks for having us on. The Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad. Every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.